0: Yeah, I just was like, oh, it's a movie about teenage girls. Great. I did not think about the title at <laughs> Great. all. Great. I, I love didn't, movies like...
1: about teenage girls.
0: <laughs> Allie's going to this movie thinking it's Crossroads 2. Yeah. It is not. You never saw that movie? Are you kidding me? We're watching it then. I want to see your face one. When- what the? Oh, my God. <laughs> is he dead? <laughs>
1: Wait, no. You're kidding, right? Oh shit! It's delayed reactions. It's
0: delayed reactions. I am so done. So basically people are not talking enough about this movie. This <laughs> like by far and away, and judge me if you will, that's totally fine. I will. <laughs> Was like my favorite movie of 2018, <laughs> which sounds kind of crazy. We'll jump into what this is all about. Um, but Assassination Nation, um, directed by Sam Levinson, Sam, Sam Myers. Hi. Uh, you just watched this last week. I, I did. I'm telling you about it for months. She just Ali would and, not. Like, a...
1: <laughs> Ali would not shut up about this movie. She's like, yeah, I, I, I went. Uh, to the bar, and I was like asking if people watch it, and they hadn't seen it. And then, like, we went to get pizza after, and I asked the pizza guy, like, "Have you seen this movie?" And I and he hadn't seen it. And then I like now I'm calling you, and like you still haven't seen it. So why haven't you seen it? <laughs>
0: and so just that's how it's been and, like, for me. <laughs> We I mean I've sent you like an abundance of information on the background of this movie um, But we haven't really talked in detail about what you do or don't think of it So just give me in a sentence or two your initial reactions Your initial thoughts without ruining too much
1: Alright my initial delayed reaction was This is a lot This is very graphic In more of the violence sense um, I knew what I was getting myself into because I had seen the trailer when I was working. I had a new job, by the way, when I was at my old job. Part of the company did PR and they would go to Sundance and they talked about this movie a little bit when they came back because.
0: Yeah, um, this is where it, pre- it premiered this, at this Sundance it last premiered. year. Yeah,
1: so they went to go see it and I just remember they they were like yeah a bell of thorns in it but not really and I was like hmm okay probably won't see that then but here we are <laughs> and now I have yeah um yeah I think it was definitely something I would have never gone to see if Allie did not force me to <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so okay just interesting definitely some interesting
0: yeah. conversations <laughs> okay So um, just to give you guys an idea um, before we jump into kind of like an overview of what this is all about, the title of just a handful of reviews that have been published on this movie, a vile, shallow movie worth never, ever seeing, (laughs) a flawed, (laughs) a flawed but empowering bloodbath, a battering ram of provocation and feminist angst. A fascinating tale of online justice, um, and my personal favorite, a frantic orgy of satirical violence. That I think is the most, uh, the best description Some, of it. Yeah, sums it up all very quickly. So basically, this movie is very divisive. It's very provocative. It hits a lot of hot button issues. Um, I think people will be quick to argue that it's too much, too edgy, too bizarre, egregious, etc the type of movie that people probably walk out of if it makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, But my feeling is that it's incredibly intricate, deeply thought-provoking, and there's a reason that it's uncomfortable, and that's kind of the conversation that we're going to get into talking about.
2: My name is Lily Coulson, and I'm 18 years old. These are my three best friends, M, Bex, and Sarah. And this is the 100% true story of how my town, Salem, lost its motherfucking mind. But let's start at the beginning. Actually, not here, because what I did that afternoon was really gross.
0: All right, Sam, so give us um, an overview on this movie. So, to put it very simply, The movie is about
1: a middle American suburban town, like run-of-the-mill American town, that goes batshit crazy when an anonymous hacker releases people's personal, very personal, texts, their photos, their search history, their information for everyone in the town. Everyone's affected by this in some way. And just a quick overview of the cast... The lead character Lily is played by Odessa Young, which uh, Allie and I saw star in a play in New York on Broadway one time or well. Off Broadway. And Broadway. Yeah, she's super <laughs> fabulous. Yes, yes. And then um, it's so it's about a teenage girl named Lily and her three best friends: Bex, Sarah, and M, played by Hari Neff, Suki Waterhouse, and Abra, I believe. Yeah, she's is like gay. Abra, Abra.
0: Abra. She's, respectively yeah she's like a um I don't know a, a one name she's like Beyonce. Madonna but Abra, yeah. Abra yeah. yes yes Cher
1: Abra Madonna yeah.
0: Abra
1: <laughs> anyway other notable people in the cl- in the cast <clears throat> include Coleman Domingo Bill Skarsgård Jennifer Morrison makes a cameo Bella Thorne Maud Apatow and Joel McHale of The Soup. Yes. Um, so that was probably the most shocking part
0: for me, but we'll get yeah, to that later. Yeah, he plays a little bit of a crazy role. I don't know if I can ever look at him the same again. Um, I I will not. I will not. <laughs> I know. it. It takes a lot to agree to play a character that you know is going to kind of change the way people perceive you as a human. Like, to be able to get into that character is a little scary, but... Again, we'll talk about that. I was terrified. Moving forward. Anyway. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Anyway, so do you want to talk more about the director? Yes. So the director is Sam Levinson. If you are at all familiar with the name Barry Levinson, um, he was like an acclaimed director in the 80s. Um, He directed Rain Man, which starred Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise back in like 88, um, 87, 88. It won the Best Picture At the 1988 Academy Awards. um, And he also uh, won Best Director at that Oscars as well. Um, So this is his son. So um, Sam has kind of had a... I don't want to say he's had it necessarily easy. But because his father has obviously kind of paved the way for him in some respects like he's grown up in that sort of entertainment industry and been able to kind of work on projects with some pretty notable people um in his early days of directing and all of that so um he wrote assassination nation um when his wife was pregnant with their first child which was a girl kind of out of fear feeling inspired (laughs) yes out of fear of like bringing new life, particularly fem- female life, into kind of this society that judges everyone based on, you know, what they look like on social media and what does that mean when you have a daughter and she's going to grow up and go through kind of all the craziness of middle school and high school and the complexities of all of that. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um and obviously, kind of speaks through the a the voice of a lot of uh, you know young kind of teenage girls in this film. Um, so what I thought was really interesting in an interview at the Toronto International Film Festival, he said, Ooh, tiff. Um, "Yes, Tiff." Uh, he said. I think what's exciting about the internet is that it's like everyone's diary has gone public. That's beautiful because you're now able to understand things from a different perspective that you were maybe never able to comprehend before. And I think that this movie kind of challenges that sort of way of thinking in a lot of ways. Um, So, and clearly, obviously being like a middle-aged man, he had to do a deep dive into the Life and Times of a Teenage Girl in 2018 to tell this story. Um, so I saw this movie kind of on a whim just because I am a MoviePass subscriber. <laughs> and this happened to be like a movie that was available to me on a random day when I had an afternoon free. I literally, I had zero idea that this is what I was walking into. <laughs>
1: Um, I still can't believe that you I just kind of like, saw it was a movie
0: this. yeah I just was like oh it's a movie about teenage girls great I did not think about the title at <laughs> great. all great I love movies like... about teenage girls
1: <laughs> <laughs> Allie's going to this movie thinking it's Crossroads 2
0: yeah it is not. <laughs> it was not I literally I mean the movie starts out and it's like trigger warning we're about to send like uh Blood, bullying, classism, sexual content, toxic masculinity, like homophobia, transphobia. And I'm like, what did I just sign up for? (laughs) Um, But with that being said, I sort of appreciate the fact that that's like how I experienced it for the first time because it hit me that much harder it was something that I literally like thought about for a week straight afterwards. Like I would go for a run and I would be thinking about this and I would go to bed and I would be like having weird dreams related to different sort of issues that are talked about in it. Um, so I think it's really interesting that it kind of, um, explores how the internet creates a barrier for compassion. Um, and I think it's, uh, Safe to say that, like, the villain in this movie is righteousness, and that's very much explored. Um, and the hero is empathy. Um, and I think that you know, all of us sort of have insecurities and sensitivities. Um, but when that sensitivity has nowhere to go, it turns into anger and frustration. And so, this movie kind of takes the idea of that anger and frustration that's online. In terms of like you know a Twitter mob and just kind of uh, illustrates what that would be like in real life if that were to happen if people didn't have that barrier what it would look like
1: yeah it totally felt like a, an episode of Black Mirror for me like a long, long yes yes <laughs> it's like
0: a long-form episode of Black Mirror absolutely yeah, and
1: specifically, it kind of reminded me, now that I'm thinking about it, of the episode called White Bear, which you should watch. If you I don't think I've seen, seen that it.
0: one. What, what's the It's season? like,
1: the premise is like, there's a woman and she wakes up and she doesn't know like what's going on, but then all these people are watching her and recording her and she's like very confused as to why, and I can't remember everything about it exactly, but um, she basically is recorded and punished for a crime she committed by having to relive like the same day over and over and over again. And um, everyone that could help her is... Paying to go see this woman be punished and record her on their phones and stuff it's like yeah it's i'm not describing it well i should have i didn't realize it until just now that it's very similar to that
0: no oh my gosh that absolutely sounds i I, again i haven't seen it but that sounds very on par with kind of the themes that you see throughout this um yeah it gives you that
1: nice same uncomfortable feeling
0: (laughs) right oh my gosh absolutely um so i think like I don't really know if there's any one movie that this movie is easily comparable to, but just to give you guys an idea of like the sort of feelings that maybe you get from it um, in terms of like, it's sort of like aggressive feeling and the look of it, I would say it's very comparable to spring breakers, but Mm. I, for example, like hated spring breakers and I loved this movie. So (laughs) there's clearly some sort of, disconnect between the two um it is kind of like mean girls in that it definitely like breaks the high school community into like the popular girls versus the jocks versus the techie nerd who's at home on a Friday night etc um if you've seen Heathers back from the 80s with Winona Ryder and Christian Slater um Kind of some similarities in there, definitely purge related. Like it definitely oh my gets God, to a this, point at the most end. Most related to the purge, yeah. But but that's not how it starts out. Like I I feel right, like it that's has true. more of a. It's plot. really only
1: the last what like twenty five minutes of the movie that are like that.
0: Yeah, like 25 minutes. Yeah, um, I feel like it's for me the the idea or the feeling that like you're constantly being pushed and you think it can't go any farther and then it does kind of reminded me of Project X. I know that's like a very different sort of Yeah, movie. but you love Project X. I do love Project X. And the reason I love it is because you like, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, how can the stakes get any higher? And then they do. And then they do, yeah. But, it, you know, and I, I feel like this movie is similar to it in that way. And then the other day when I was rewatching this, I kind of had the weird realization that it's sort of similar to Get Out. Do you agree or disagree? like In that um, Get Out is like it starts out and you think that all of these people are kind of on this person's side but it's really because they're trying to attack you know, they're trying to attack so-and-so's character. And that's kind of how this movie feels. Like It starts out and Lily is kind of this popular girl and it seems like everyone likes her and then all of a sudden the whole town turns against her and when you get to the scene with Joel McHale kind of towards the end, like he is trying to tell her... Right, that's
1: very similar to the scene with the... Uh, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <In Get Out. laughs>
0: yeah. That's what I was watching, and I was like, "Oh my that, god!" That what the fuck moment. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm not saying it's yeah, absolutely I definitely the
1: see same the parallels, but yeah. I right. mean, obviously, Get Out's m- more so about race than this movie is, but
0: yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would argue that it's similar, and it's not about race, but it's definitely um, kind of about you know male privilege and what females have to endure. So right. I think it's making simil- similar arguments, but, um, you know, just more in terms of, like, a gender bias. Mm.
1: It's, like, through a different lens, but a similar style. Yeah. Story. yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, it's kind of uh, something that's very sort of satirical, but also feels like a really heightened version of reality, um, just in terms of the way we kind of communicate online how we use social media and it definitely sort of explores what that's like through a teenager's sort of eyes this day and age so with all that being said like I think you and I um are very much the target demographic for this I feel like it's very niche like there's no way my mom would watch this and take anything from it and there's a good chance that most people who are maybe even listening to this will watch it and totally not get it at all. And that's fine. Um, But I just sort of feel like it really hit home for me because, you know, you and I are sort of at that stage in life where um, we're mature enough to understand that, you know, to not maybe abuse like social media in such a way, but at the same time we, we understand the way in which young people are using it and are abusing it. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like young 20s um, are definitely, like, the type of people who are going to watch this and probably take the most from it.
1: Yeah, totally. I think we're in a very unique demographic. Not unique, but... I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for, but basically, like, we are a... There's a small not small, but there's a group of us 20 somethings who remember a time before social media. Right. And we've seen the way that it has changed and how it's affected us. Whereas maybe people that are eight to 10 years older, um, didn't really ever get into like Snapchat. Right. You know, but they had a MySpace and they had a Facebook and they used it every single day. And then people eight to 10 years younger than us, are on Instagram twenty four seven and Snapchat. No, they never made a Facebook. They don't have a Twitter. They don't care. They're making TikTok,
0: like whatever, uh, musically videos. <laughs> it's a TikTok, that's such you know, a good was, point musical. to make. I've never really thought about it in that sort of way. But we are kind of yeah. in a unique generation that's able to a certain extent, kind of detach or remember a time where we didn't rely so much on social media. But yeah, at the and same I think time, it yeah, we get. We totally get the way that, um, you know, people use it to communicate today, which yeah, just creates a whole load of, of ways to <laughs> Problems. To be... Of problems to have. Yeah. It's problems to have, issues to have, the way that those issues are interpreted and misinterpreted and so on and so forth. So. Yeah.
1: We're also in a unique group that works in or knows a lot more than the average Joe I would say about social media. Like you and I know it's like oh it's it's not good for your health to be on it twenty four seven, blah, blah, blah. But like I'm talking about like on an operational level, like how how your timeline is displayed and how ads can be made to look organic when they're not and, you know, all these social listening tools to get things targeted to you and how influencer marketing has affected the way that we buy products and like tell our friends about the necklace that we got. It's it's crazy how much it's changed, but like I'm working now for a company that does YouTube strategy. So it's more of the long form content than social. A lot of people don't even think of YouTube as a social platform because there's not a lot of sharing that you can do on it. Right. But, you know, we've we've all worked in like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook before. So I think those two things combined gives us a very uh, unique look into what this movie is about and uh, I, I think people like if my sisters saw it who are they're seventeen they might have a totally different outlook on it
0: right um. But then comes the whole question, like how appropriate is this for anyone that I would I not sh- recommend it to them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well well, okay. So my sister Sid, she's she's like all in for the violence and yeah. the But I, the, I
0: really feel like again Jess like, is not. <laughs> I feel like you and I are really at like we're in this weird, um, weird sort of again, like age, I guess, where Like, I don't think this movie is necessarily appropriate for anyone who's currently in high school, even though it's dealing with high school students. Um, I think you need to be, like, a little bit more mature to kind of understand it from a, a more mature perspective. But I also don't think that anyone, like, over the age of 30, 35 is, like, understanding the way that these platforms are used in a way enough to feel like for it to resonate in any sort of manner that makes it like moving I agree and I think that maybe we'll see
1: that this movie might find a second wind because I wouldn't say it was popular when it came out but I would say that when but it will be a cult classic yeah when that group of students is older and they look back at their lives in high school and be like Wow, this is like our Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like this is our episode of Black Mirror. Right. But but it was a movie instead and it was called Assassination Nation.
0: Right. All right, so this is the part in the podcast where we're going to start kind of breaking down some specific scenes that might, uh, well, will definitely be spoilers. So if you haven't seen this movie and you want to go check it out, do so. If you're enjoying our conversation, just be warned that we're going to ruin some stuff for you if you haven't already seen this. So Mm -hmm. um, we meet Lily and her friends. They clearly kind of have this very sexually charged relationship they're very open about their sexuality um i think the first sort of uh scene um that's particularly interesting is um the girls go to a party and we have this really interesting sort of like three shot split screen um where kind of different things are happening all at once so it starts out as just sort of, like, these different sort of Snapchats from all different kids who are going to this party, like, oh, so-and-so's house is open, let's all go. Um, and then it, it obviously kind of makes its way into what's happening at the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the party, it's back... a very social look at it. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really cool. The lighting, the, the music is all really sets an interesting tone. Um, but we have Bex, who is our transgender character. And I want to say, like, what I love about this movie is that it's, even though there's like so many different sort of uh, bold statements being made, like they never judge her for being who she is. And that's something that I was like, not sure if they were going to ever make a point of it, but, they're very accepting of her as a trans- transgender character, like through the entire thing, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So she's at this party and she's hooking up with this uh, hot jock um, who clearly has not been honest with his friends about the relationship that he has going on with her. Um, meanwhile, this is kind of like being juxtaposed um, with our our lead character, Lily who is sexting a character who we have yet to meet, or at least we don't think we've met him, um, whose name is Daddy. And so it's kind of just like illustrating this very sexually charged sort of world that these girls are living in. Meanwhile, like our other friends, Sarah and Em are dancing and kind of looking for attention from onlookers at the party, etc., um, so we're just kind of, like, setting the tone for, like, the way these girls act when they're not being watched by figures at school or their parents, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what did you think of that, Sam? Like, I loved the whole sprit- split-screen look. Um, I thought it
1: was really cool. I think that we definitely had very different, um... What was I going to call it? Like, just viewing experiences, you seeing it in a theater on a huge screen, that really does make a difference for a movie like this. Right. I think I watched it, like, on my phone. So, a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a little. But I thought it was really cool the way that they show, like, it's – It's, like, kind of jumpy, but I think it just goes to show how, like, fast we're able to keep up with these things from all the scrolling we do on, like, a daily basis. Yeah. And it was really cool to see, like, oh, this person's here, this person's there. Oh, wait, they're actually all at the same party. Okay, they're doing this and they're doing that. And you just kind of feel your eyes jumping back and forth between the characters. And they're all in kind of similar, like sexual situations at this party they're drinking they're feeling themselves <laughs> yeah and um yeah it was interesting at first I was like I hope the whole movie's not shot like this <laughs> this yeah. is gonna be
0: tiring it is a lot to keep up with
1: um, um but it was just that scene um the scene with the football player it's like actually- heartbreaking it is heartbreaking, and I actually did not think I realized that Bex was a trans character until that moment. And I don't know if you're supposed to notice it
0: before, but I was like, oh, "It is kind oh my of." God it is kind of ambiguous like they don't make a point to uh make clear that that's true and that's something that I definitely not not in that scene at least (laughs) yeah it's something I definitely sort of struggled with in my first viewing of it um having watched the movie in full a few times now I like very much respect the fact as I said that they kind of normalized her and it's not made a big deal but there's a reason that it's not made a big deal um Right. Uh, but obviously, yeah, so I,
1: yeah, I was like heartbroken. in that yeah, first, like that first big scene, I was like, oh, my God, because this this guy wants to hook up with her and and, and then he it's, does, over- yeah, and, and he then learns that she's trans and he's like, you can't tell anyone about this. And
0: that just like broke and, my heart. Yeah. And she's kind of like, yeah, I know. But obviously you can see in her face that like she's totally crushed. Right. And she really likes him too. Yeah. Um and then it also Wait, should be then. said, I know we talked about Lily and how she's like kind of sexting this guy. Mm-hmm. Should be said that it's established prior to this scene that she has a boyfriend and the person who she's sending these pictures to is not her boyfriend. Daddy is not Bay. Yes. It's <laughs> two different people. Not Bill Skarsgard, much to my dismay. I love him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, of course, plays, there's this
0: fucking scars
1: guard. He plays in this movie. like
0: these. Oh, he always plays like these dark, mean characters, and I don't know like why I'm so attracted to it. But you know. oh my god, <laughs> that's
1: that's what flipped the switch in Allie Chilton.
0: I, you know what? You're not wrong.
1: I. I know. (laughs) I've given this significant thought after watching the movie. I'm like, okay, there's must be a reason why. There's a reason why
0: me in 20 and why her recent behavior (laughs) has been drastically different from when I first
1: met her years Uh, ago.
0: No, I'm the same girl always. I'm just like, (laughs) I just like to explore things, and I just like
1: Taylor Swift, meet new people. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love it. I love this. I love this. Alley 2.0.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, next scene I think is really worth talking about is Lily's meeting with Principal Terrell. So, our main character. She's very artistic. She's very smart. She's a strong woman. We love her. Like, yes, queen. <laughs> we stan her, some would say. Yeah. So she has this meeting with her principal, and clearly he's, like, very complimentary of her. Clearly they have a really great relationship. But basically she has been um, drawing these, like, what he calls sexually explicit drawings of women. Um, basically in, like, pornographic poses. All you're looking at is
2: the nudity. This isn't about that. This isn't about the sex or the porn or even being naked. This is about everything that goes into it. The pressure, the endless mind the 10,000 naked selfies you took before this one, trying to get it just right. Trying to make sure the light hides your left nipple because it's slightly inverted or it's smaller. Or maybe your labia is too big, but if you, pull your pelvic bone up and bend to the left slightly in a low light setting. Then you'll be beautiful. Hashtag flawless, body confident. But it's all one big lie. You can never be because nobody's flawless and all it takes is one fucking asshole to remind you of that. One guy to say lol or she's nasty. And you're right back at square one. So, okay, maybe it is explicit or extreme, but it sure as hell looks like life to me. Well, okay, <laughs> um, Lily, you really caught
1: me off guard with this one, okay? Now, okay, it's it's obvious. You're extraordinarily talented. With your grades and your talent, yeah, we would go to the school of your choice. Hey, listen to me. People want to take notice, they're going to listen. But hey, Lily,
2: right now, this is high school. Okay? High school. And whether fair or unfair, there's a limit to what you
0: can say. Capiche? Capiche? Okay. I cannot imagine being in high school this day and age and having the pressures to do these sorts of things. Like, I mean, we feel it as, like, 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds right now. But, like, I just, I don't know. I,
1: well, I'm I think speechless. this is... I think this is also more of like obviously, like you said, a heightened version of reality. Right.
0: I mean we're off to the I Don't think
1: there there are seventeen year old girls sending nudes. Uh, I think you're wrong.
0: No, no, no. This Oh my god. I I had scandals like this happening when I was in eighth grade. Are you kidding? Yeah, and how
1: for how many people? Like three.
0: Yes. But (laughs) like it's not
1: it's not everyone.
0: No, it's not. This movie I think
1: makes it seem like everyone is engaged in this behavior and like to what extent they are in real life I don't know but I was reading this article the other day and Mm -hmm. it is very very long and I'm still not finished reading it but it's basically about how we as a human race globally are having way less sex than like 20 years ago which I think is really interesting
0: can you send me to that To talk language? about. Because I'd love to read With it. With a movie
1: like this. Yes, I will send it to you um, for further discussion and research purposes. But I think that, like, this scene is really great. But I also think it's very, like, in your face. Like, here's the message. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, got it. Okay, if I but... I didn't before, I, think I like, now really get it.
0: <laughs> all right, okay. But the point of it is, is that girls this day and age feel... A pressure to I mean they always have but I think now more than ever it's definitely perpetuated by Instagram and everyone being able to edit every picture they look they Based put online tune. yeah everything is curated like nothing is real but people don't especially when you're that age like you don't know enough to be able to like separate what is real and what is not and so you see these pictures and you I mean Even, like, very smart, mature, well-rounded, beautiful people who I know in my life now who are not 18 years old, who are older Mm -hmm. and more mature than that. Like, I see it tear them apart on a daily basis. Um, And so I think this is, yeah, it's aggressive, but, like, it's just a way (laughs) of saying, like, this is something that girls deal with every day. I think the reason I thought it was very,
1: like, hitting it over the head is because we are the audience, like, we are this audience, like, we know this, but for somebody else seeing the movie, and especially if it's gonna have a long lifetime, mm-hmm. like, a, a guy would not get this, potentially, as easily as we do,
0: because right. we are in this audience. And that's the whole point And I totally of, get that. That's the whole point of making it so seemingly aggressive. I mean, that's exactly. the whole point of the movie in general, like, it's so in your face. Right. We've got people committing suicide left and right. We've got Maude Apatow taking a bat to Bella Thorne's head at cheerleading practice. Like, it's crazy. Shout out Maude Apatow. Like, wow. <laughs> Just Leslie Mann and Judd, you guys are killer parents. And My know, girl. <laughs> yeah. She's so beautiful. She's like a mix between... Um, like Allison Stoner and um, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Blair. Why can't I think of it? What? Blair from Blair Walker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Leighton Meester. Layton Meester. Yeah, Layton Meester <laughs> and Allison Stoner. Like Maude Aptow is this beautiful mix of the two of them. She's so. <laughs> I'm like Blair. Who's
1: Blair? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> didn't say that in full. But no, nah, that's okay. Yeah, that was a fun scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but anyway, yeah. That I think that scene was necessary, right? But a long monologue of a few monologues, but I think it makes a a good point. We actually talked about this when I took I took a class in high school um, mm-hmm. with this one teacher, like one of the best teachers I've ever had. And uh, she taught an English class, and then she offered a mythology class the next year, and so I took it. And we, we always had this ongoing conversation of the difference, just because you know we thought it was funny because we're all like sixteen. The difference between naked and nude, and what makes something art versus porn or erotica. Mm. Oh or something my god! Like that.
0: Speaking of which, let me like throw this one of my a great line in the movie that I love. Lily, she's arguing with her parents about when Principal Terrell's leak gets out. He has some pictures of his daughter, naked. She's young, so there's kind of this debate between: is this pornographic or is right? Is you know, this like child giving her porn. a bath or something yeah. like that? And so Lily says, nudity isn't inherently sexual, and it's the same thing with these photos. They're not sexual; it's you who are making them sexual. Um, there you go. Yeah, that kind of goes along with that scene as well. It's like you know, you're viewing this as something that is sexual, but it's also something that's very natural as well. And like, where, where does this become a bad thing? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Moving forward. Okay. Another scene. We don't have to spend too much time talking about this, but uh, the scene where Mark and her boyfriend are fighting. This Wait, who? Mark and... Oh, or, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that wrong. Lily and I'm her like, boyfriend... I'm oh, like, did Mark... we watch the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> Lily and her boyfriend, Mark, so Odessa Young and Bill Skarsgård yeah. are fighting. Oh, I did not like that. I did not like that scene. No, I loved it. Again, very aggressive, but it's like... It, wait, it wait, wait, wait. Just... Which scene
1: are we talking about specifically? Which Okay. One are, which fight? So
0: the, the second fight, the second party... Oh, I'm thinking of a different scene. Never mind. Oh, 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 yes. We'll get there. You know what I'm thinking No, no, no. I'm talking about the first one. um, Where, uh, so basically, you know, Lily's friends make some comments to Mark that. Oh, right, 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 yeah. uh, Clearly prove how much of their, like, sexual relationship that she has relayed to them. And he's kind of like, oh, my God, you're such a slut. Like, why would you tell all of your friends this? I can't believe yada, yada, yada. And he's, like, jumping down her throat just, like, saying these terrible things. And there's this voiceover, like, as he's going after her. And Lily says – I'm going to try and read this, like, as seriously as I can because it's, like, so heartbreaking. Like, you see her crying and he's just – going after her and she says Mark was the first guy I ever had sex with that I ever snuck out of my house to meet that told me I was beautiful that I was smart that he missed me that he wanted me that he loved me he was the first guy who ever made me feel good about being me and the first guy that I ever wanted to hurt back and I'm just like oh my god I mean, not that like I did not. Okay, I I like I did not experience anything in high school that's like at all comparable. But I, you know, absolutely I, not. No, <laughs> not but for and, me. We've talked about how this is like very much a a heightened version of a lot of things that right. we experience. Yes. But like, yes, it is. <laughs> that is so much what what high school is, and like when you when you go through that first heartbreak and all these things. And so here you have this guy who she's like invested so much in and she thinks she cares so much about. And he's just like totally tearing her apart. And you know, she's saying like, this is, this is, you know, who I've invested so much of my time and emotion in and like, what is my world at this point? Um, yeah. Yeah yeah
1: i think it says a lot about like young people in relationships too where like me as i mean i'm not some old wise ass person you know but just like looking into this and seeing like clearly they are not good for each other like i know they maybe had something at one point that was like sparks are flying and it's great and it's amazing and it's like for that first love but like being able to step back And be a little bit older and having gone through some heartbreak and seeing that. And it's like when you're young and you have no idea what you're doing, you'll stay in a relationship like that for like so much longer than you would when you're older. Right, because you have no idea. Because you have no idea like what, what could be improved and what could be... Like that there are people out there that could be a better match for you Mm -hmm. and that aren't an asshole to you like Mark is to Lily. Right. And this kind of goes into the scene
0: that I was referring to before, but I don't know if you want to get into that now or later. (laughs) Um. No, we can we can jump in that into that now. So, all right, let's do basically it. Basically, what happens after this scene is that what goes from like one or two people of prominence in the city being hacked, like all of a sudden there's hundreds of people who are hacked. So, um, Diamond, who's the jock that Bex hooks up with, like he's hacked. All of his texts are out. Everyone knows about their hookup and their relationship. Um, Bella Thorne's character who I mentioned earlier, like, is best friends with Maude Apatow's character. She sent out these explicit pictures of her and ruined her life, and and Maude's character didn't know that, and so she's attacking her. Um, And then we have Nick Mathers, who Lily babysits for. Played by Joel McHale. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just get this visual in your mind of fucking Joel McHale. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so he... I can't he is daddy we figure out eventually shortly after the scene during the scene actually after you know her and uh, Bill Skarsgård are going at it and Joel McHale is watching from across the street which I just want to say like this is in movies all the time when are there ever windows that are ever so perfectly placed that you can just look into your neck na- like, like hey neighbor your neighbors, up? yeah <laughs> oh yeah never I mean
1: actually you know what though <laughs> you say that now New York City you really get to know your neighbors on that level okay
0: well because
1: anyways. it is yeah I can see like right into the building across the street from us and I think it's like a print shop you know whatever right it's like a local business but I have to close my curtains a lot to
0: you know change <laughs> right Okay, so basically this guy, Nick Mathers, who's a father of a young one, Lily babysits for, is uh, established as daddy. He gets hacked. And she hasn't sent any photos that, like, are clearly hers,
1: but... Yeah, her face is not in any picture.
0: Right, but... We jump into this whole like Reddit thread of people narrowing down like, okay, she's wearing this necklace and she has this body type and this hair color, so it has to be this, this, or this person. And eventually –
1: Reddit users from like all over the world, right? It's like people that are completely outside of this one suburban town are watching this unfold and they are looking in the yearbook and they're like, okay, what class is she? What does she look like? And right, they figure out that there's a
0: birthmark – On this girl. Right. On this girl's back. And so. At which point, uh, Mark, Bill Skarsgård, sends Lily a text. And he's like, hey, could you meet me at the locker room? Like, I want to talk to you about something. And basically, like, totally attacks her um, to take pictures of this birthmark and prove that she is, like, the whore in these pictures. And I can't believe, like, my little Lily would do all of this and... You're such a terrible person. I have no respect for you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's like a very aggressive scene. And then she goes home only to be kicked out of her house. Her parents are like, tell us if this – is this really you? Like, they obviously know the answer, and they're bullying it out of her. And she's saying, please don't ask me this. Like, please don't make me – like." You know what the answer is. Like, just give me some sort of peace. Like, the whole world is just totally falling apart and coming after me. Like, the fact that that it's out is punishment enough. Yes. and But not for the
1: parents. They
0: have no sympathy. They make her confess, at which point they kick her out of the house. And then she is chased down the street by a man. in a car with a knife who recognizes her from these photos and is like oh my god here we have Salem's like number one whore and we're going to take this video of her and post it on social media and everyone's going to eat it up because she's like this big thing now um and basically like eventually gets out of the car and chases after her um And when I initially saw this movie, like, I listened to a lot of podcasts that, uh, you know, I was listening. I was trying to find someone who saw this. What are their thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I listened to one. I don't remember specifically who or where it was, but someone was basically commenting on, like, I don't understand why the director decided to put this scene here where Lily's being chased after after, like, being harassed by her boyfriend and kicked out of the house by her parents. And um, it just really struck me that, like, I'm the last person to shame a white male simply for being so. But um struck me as like, wow, this person really, you know, has never experienced what it's like to be catcalled or harassed in any way because that's kind of the point of the scene and the way that it is placed in the movie is like you know girls don't wake up and think okay like it's a Monday and I know I'm going to be busy on Tuesday and Thursday this week so like today would be the the more preferable day to be like harassed (laughs) exactly like isn't that (laughs) terrible and I just thought like I just thought to myself oh my god you're totally missing the point of this movie and I think that kind of speaks to the conversation we're having is that like you know the way you receive this movie definitely has to do with kind of perspective and your own experiences but you know for those who maybe didn't get that part of the movie like that's definitely the point is here she as here Lily is at her absolute lowest and yet it doesn't stop like she is if, still being attacked worse yeah, and it's it's only becoming more aggressive and harder for her. Um, yeah.
1: And this is really when the movie starts to kick things up a notch. Like, we move very far away and very quickly from that. Four girls in high school, like, walking in sync, kind of shot to Lily bashing this guy's face in, who decides to get out of the car and follow her with, like, a shovel. And he dies.
0: Right. <laughs> she kills him. <laughs> yeah. So fast forward a week later, and we've got, like, the Purge-like riots going on um nick mather's character bullies uh someone into blaming the hacks on lily um so now the whole world is specifically targeting all of this madness on her blaming her for it um and so like now she's really she was under attack before but now the whole world or all of her town is out to get her um we kind of have this amazing home invasion scene, which I don't know if that it was a very cool
1: scene. If just you just caught a, that, Sam, yeah, it was I don't really
0: know fun. how long it's like a 10 minute, like one shot tracking scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they go through this house. It's really incredible. Um, what, what you know what the best shot was in the whole thing?
1: What? You know, you know, in that whole scene, you know what I'm talking about. So one of the so it's at M's house, right?
0: Yeah. I think Em and Sarah are technically,
1: they're not obviously, yeah, they're not obviously like, like, right. Yeah, so they're at, they're at one of the the girls, they're at two of the girls' house and their mom is in the house and, you know, the back door is open, they can't lock the house because of that, so someone goes down and try and fix it blah 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 they end up in this like shootout scene and there's this really amazing shot where and it's it sucks and it's sad and this is where it's very violent but it's like the mom is up against the wall and she's shot and as she turns and falls and hits the ground the camera like twists and switches angles
0: Mm-hmm. June oh yes, 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 it's in the trailer I,
1: too. Yeah. Right, it's in the trailer. It's really cool. But yeah, that whole that whole scene is like one shot, and they—I mean—that must have been like crazy to shoot with.
0: Oh my God, the, the blocking that g- the, the, blocking the planning, the blocking, the the, the like, fact where that do you we just put a
1: door. Where do we cut the door out so that right. it, this person where can
0: move? Right. Where do you cue and... everyone? And this this movie was like not. It didn't have an endless budget. Like it was a very small art house independent film. Um, so the fact that they were able to do that successfully and get away with it is like so, so, so impressive. Um, yeah. There's a little, ugh, I forget, I want to say it's like the New York Times did maybe a, a short video just kind of with the director breaking down that scene. Watch it. If you watch this movie for anything, even if you don't like what it's talking about, what it's dealing with, that scene is definitely worth the look. Um. Okay, so basically after this part in the movie, so these purge-like people, assassins, if you want to call them that, are coming after the girls. They kind of all end up going up in different directions. Lily ends up at Nick's house in search of refuge, at this point still thinking that Daddy is going to take care of her, not realizing that he is kind of a perpetrator in a lot of this. And so he takes her up to his daughter's bedroom, which I think, ugh, it's, like, so, so creepy. And this is
1: why I'll never look at Joel McHale (laughs)
0: again. And he's like, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry. You're safe. Like, thank you for coming here. He gets her a towel. He's washing all this blood and craziness that, you know, trying to help her and make her feel somewhat okay. And she finally, like, begins to sort of catch her breath. And that's when he says, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And, like, th- that just, like, gives me the creep. Nothing is more, nothing makes a girl's stomach turn than, like, being told you're beautiful when it's not welcome. Like, when it's clearly coming from someone that is, like, aggressively coming on to you in a way that is not okay. yeah. And he's so Or he, in the
1: wrong context, in the wrong situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like they she's
1: just like fought for her life. He's cleaning blood off. Her. Yeah. And it <laughs> very like, quickly like, Yeah. No. No.
0: <laughs> very quickly goes from like, I'm here to help you to like I am trying to Make sexual advances, and you better oblige, or else I'm going to kill you. Yeah, and he whips
1: out a knife, and he's threatening her, and that was the probably the one of the more, I would say, the most uncomfortable scene to watch because, I mean, first of all, Joe McHale, the soup, like, come on, guys, the soup. But also it's just like you can see that he is a like huge person and she's a small teenage girl and just like the sheer size difference and like this happens to women every single day. Like it's crazy and just to see it portrayed so like aggressively and you know she decides like okay I'll play into this for a second so that I can make my escape
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's like the fact that I mean, women know this, but, like, we have to think about certain things when we leave our house every single day because we don't want to get put in this situation. But sometimes, you you like, what are you going to do that's going to make it so that you're not in that situation? Right. Especially, I mean, obviously in the movie, you know. It's the movie and she goes over there, but, like he, like, Joel McHale's, like, 6'4". I looked it up. And Odessa Young is very small. And it was just, I don't know, just the the size difference of them and the way it was shot. And he's, like, rolling this, like, knife all around her face. And, like, he's not cutting her, but it was just very unsettling. And you know it's a movie, but it's like, okay, this is the part that's really uncomfortable. And now I'm sitting through it. And I'm like, when will this part end? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my delayed reaction to that scene in particular. Right. So the good news is she eventually escapes. Um, It's again a very graphic scene, almost Carrie-esque in that, like she's she gets the blood cleaned off her, and then all of a sudden she's drenched in it once again. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so you know we're not going to go into the details into necessarily how the entire movie ends. But basically at that point she posts a video at social on social media once she eventually like finds her friends is able to reunite with you know the girls that she finds strength among mm-hmm. and, and they kind find of, all these weapons and they armor up <laughs> yeah and they kill the jocks and they kind of make a point of like you know you might think that we're a bunch of young girls but we're strong and we know what we're fighting for and what you're doing isn't right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um so she makes this video uh, in front of an American flag and it's again kind ah, of this the long yes, yeah, this long monologue about how you know, you might say I'm a whore, I'm immoral, I'm a home wrecker, etc., etc. Et um like but I didn't do this and you know, what you're doing doesn't hold a candle to your righteousness. Like, or what I've done doesn't hold a candle to your righteousness. And the real sickness here is your hypocrisy. Um, and so she kind of gets, like, this, you know, whole band of females behind her to stand up for themselves. And that's sort of where the movie ends. And then we have, like, the very final scene where um, – We see a police officer kind of saying, like, okay, it's going to be a life sentence, going to be in jail forever, like, so-and-so did this, this, and this, like, this is what the charges are. Um, And we find out that the person behind all of these hacks is Lily's younger brother. Donnie, who really doesn't play a big character in this movie at all. He is barely in the movie. I
1: was kind of
0: annoyed (laughs) by that ending. I was hoping it was some random guy in Russia. (laughs) No! No, 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 no. See, I actually loved the, I loved the ending. So Lily's father is kind of like, I don't understand. Why did you do this? You put your, put your sister's life on the line. You ruined a bunch of people's lives. People died. Why did you do this? And he says, I don't know for the lols. And again, roll credits, (laughs) roll credits. Yeah, but again, I love it because uh, the point is like we tear each other apart online. Like, people are so you know, going back to the idea of how like the internet creates a barrier for empathy. Like, we're so quick to judge one another, we're so quick to leave a nasty comment or to say something, you know, terrible about another person when that wall is there. Um, That's not necessarily how things play out when you're having a conversation with somebody face-to-face. But, you know, people just do these sort of things online without thinking about it, thinking it's funny or thinking, you know, someone's going to agree with them and that makes it okay, Um, but that's so not true. And so, like, I've read a lot online. I know people didn't necessarily like this ending to the movie, but, again, like, I think that's the whole point. You have this young kid. He's not someone from Russia. We <laughs> want all... We always want to blame Russia. <laughs> he's not... Well, they say... I said Russia because they say in the movie. They're like, yeah, it's probably some
1: Russian hacker. who Like, blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, like, using... He somehow finesses, like, an IP address so that it makes it look like he's in Russia when he's not. Um, but... I kind of love that I mean it's not necessarily the most fulfilling ending but it's it's proving a point um, I think
1: it definitely proves the point point. and yeah it's it's just like you said who what are trolls reasons for saying anything they don't have a reason they're just bored exactly that's it like <laughs> who who is gonna take the time to like write a nasty comment to someone on like a YouTube video
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like there's no there's no reason for it if if it's like constructive I get it like oh I like this part of the video but like you should really make sure that you edit it like this because it was hard to follow like that's very different than like you're ugly haha yeah (laughs) like what (laughs) yeah I guess I was not I didn't feel like satisfied with the ending but I knew that like it made sense for the message and I I certainly did not the way the story was told I did not see it coming at all I
0: didn't see it coming um, and I liked that I think that's why I enjoyed this movie so much is just because it's so like there is not something that it's comparable to really it's very you'll never watch something like it and if that's you know any way to sell it that's certainly it is that like it's totally off the wall it throws it throws a lot at the wall and just like hopes that something sticks and for me personally like a lot did um again it's like very aggressive uh but one thing I did want to point out and I don't know if you noticed this but at the at the
1: very end I think after or while the credits are rolling there's a scene where there's like a band performing and there's mm -hmm. a a baton twirler kind of like at the front of this like school band and the song they're playing is we can't stop by miley cyrus i don't mm-hmm. know if you picked up on that oh but yeah obviously did. i did I, of course i thought of you immediately <laughs> and i was like i was like singing along but i was like oh yeah of course they'd pick this song because like a lot of these problems problems in quotes that they're addressing in the film are only going to get worse as like people facetune more and more Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you know they just like lose touch with their empathetic side and feeling and caring about other people so i just wanted to point that out but also i hate of course how no one ever blames nick for anything like this sexting conversation goes two ways and of course they all just blame the woman in the situation
0: Know, like his wife leaves him he loses he's his, asking his wife for wife and his child
1: like he's asking for child pornography <laughs> no she's 18 well I guess she's 18 but still I'm like no one thought that like oh he's a sinner too or whatever um yeah I guess that's fair
0: that's a fair
1: it wouldn't it wouldn't fit with the movie so that's why they didn't do it but I
0: just thought you know another interesting point <laughs> I don't know if it's so much that or just the idea of, like, you know, you have, like, in a young female versus, like, older male situation, the older male is probably going to have more physical power. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. We Uh, talked about that before, that's for sure. So I don't know so much if I would say, like, no one... Looks down on him. I mean, he does lose lose his wife and his kids. Yeah, um, and I guess
1: maybe he every time he leaves his house, he's wearing a mask, so nobody knows.
0: Right, right. And and we didn't him. really even like talk about that, but um, the masks that everyone in um, in the town start to eventually wear, I think, kind of like symbolizes what the internet does for us in. Like a realistic sense, you know, we're all kind of like hiding behind these screens, and so in the second half of the movie, all of Salem, which again is another thing in itself, like these girls right. are being treated, and it's another conversation we didn't even get to, but they're being right tre- where they're, they're literally, literally to on trial. Hang of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the masks definitely represent like that barrier that we hide behind on the internet. Um, what does that look like in real life? Well, it doesn't exist. So the second half of the movie, like all of the town is is hiding behind these things. Um, yeah, so it's a lot. It's an aggressive movie, but I, I, I don't want to say like I enjoyed it watching it. Like I felt so uncomfortable watching it. I don't mean it in that sort of way, but it's just something that sat for me, sat with me for so long. Mm -hmm. um so and i just want to read this quote again something that the director sam levinson said um in an interview at tiff uh and it is um this movie is ultimately saying that the real villain is not social media it's not the medium but the people who operate with absolute certainty that they are right and that their actions are just That's a recipe for a horror horror film, and that's what this film is. Um, So again, it's all about righteousness and empathy, and you know what this day and age in this society, how do we navigate those two things with these sort of complex uh, ways of communication? um, Obviously, with social media and all of that sort of thing. Interesting stuff. Very yeah. interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, if you were going to recommend this movie to anyone, who would you like tell, you have to see this? Um I mean, you I guess you said it to everyone. Yeah, yeah everybody. <laughs>
0: um I mean <laughs> would not recommend it to anyone who's particularly conservatively minded because I think they would mm, be yeah extremely offended um but I think that I don't know I I I think those females who are kind of you know in their 20s probably a lot of it's gonna resonate with you um I'd be really interested to hear kind of the take of A male in our sort of age demographic like maybe these aren't necessarily all issues that they deal with on a day-to-day basis but if they're going into this film with an open mind I'd be interested to see like how it might sort of affect the way that they think about these sort of complexities um I um
1: I think, I know you said that it'd be weird, like our parents would not like it, but it would be interesting to see like what my mom thought of it she knows about this stuff like she knows social media is like a huge presence in our lives and yeah blah, blah, blah. But, your mom is you open-minded know, she, enough though i mean she's my open-minded mom, enough to like, my mom watch it but she would not she wouldn't enjoy it but i would be interested to hear what she would have to say from well, her perspective all
0: right it. get her to watch it see i wouldn't even bother with <laughs> my mom to, because like, i'm
1: gonna have to bring a lot of wine <laughs> my
0: mom doesn't understand this sort of thing and i'm not holding that against her in any way but she doesn't she doesn't understand the way people communicate and she doesn't understand like you know the issues among teenagers today like why they exist to her it's much more black and white and you know again it's all about experience it when you're in it you understand how everything's becomes a little bit more gray um so i don't know if i would ask her to watch it um i don't think she would get it i think it would make her really uncomfortable and she would just end up turning it off. Um, but at the end of the day, and this will, well, do you have any more questions? Oh, um, I you, think
1: you pretty much answer the okay. rest of
0: them. Yeah. Um, I yeah, guess. We, we've answered them throughout. <laughs> I think my kind of final thought on what all of this is tackling um, obviously has a lot to do with kind of the way, We communicate in this sort of technological age, but I think at its core, it's sort of about how, um, you know, the complexities that make things challenging for people, the things that they're dealing with in their day-to-day life, that makes life a little bit harder than maybe the person next to them. Um, That's something that we should have sympathy for and something that we should think critically about. And I'm... The first person to put my hand up and say, like, that's something that I struggle with, I get it. I'm not perfect. I, you know, do have a hard time understanding how some people may struggle when it's something that I've never been in or been a part of, um, something I've never experienced on my own. But I think that's like very applicable to so many issues that we're seeing, both small and large scale, um, this day and age. Um, on a social level, on a political level, et cetera. Um, So, yeah, just be mindful of what those around you are going through and uh, think critically about how that may affect the way they operate day to day and why they might be the way they are. Yeah, I think perspective
1: is so important in life and definitely practicing empathy, as you you would say. Mm Mm-hmm is exactly what people need to do more of. And it's kind of interesting because we're at the point, and this article that I sent you yeah. will go into detail about
0: this. I got but it. I'm about to read it's it. It's like,
1: for the, some of the Why things Why are young that people having
0: get, so little sex? Hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> um, we can link it on Facebook too if you want to read it. Um, but the some of the, like, gratifications that we want to access are so easy for us to get now, Mm -hmm. but it's better in the long term to get them in, like, a different way. So in sex, you can watch porn, and you can get your gratification, but having sex with another person is probably going to be a better experience. Right. That's just how it is. So I think it's really interesting the way that there's so many places and shows places to watch media to get that kind of empathetic, cathartic, like, oh my, oh my God. God,
0: I watched This Is Us and now I'm crying and blah, blah, blah. But even beyond
1: that, what you just said,
0: there's like that whole idea of just, just getting the high off of getting however many likes on your Instagram posts. Like that's something that drives me insane. I cannot yeah, believe that annoying. people measure their self-worth based on that. But it's like exactly what you're saying. Like that's something that... You know, it could be as simple as someone saying in real life, "Oh my God, I love your hair! I love your shoes!" Or, you know, exactly. you are glowing today. Whatever it is, but that's not the way that we're searching for that self gratification anymore. We're searching for it online, and mm-hmm. we are starting to set certain. Um, it's a faster, you know, easier way of barriers for ourselves. Like we're not worth enough, or we're not you know whatever if we don't get so many likes if we don't get so many comments if you know the person that we have a crush on or are particularly interested in doesn't see this or respond to it like we're not it, it's and it's it's so sad but I don't know I, I could I could talk about this for days and I know I know get I know too we off but and we point, need to stop because Belen and I want to eat dinner. <laughs> yes, no, but the point is is that everyone has a great amount of self-worth and it's just, you know, be a good person, be empathetic, look for that in others, appreciate that in others, and, mm-hmm. you know, good karma feeds off of good karma.
1: Love thy fellow human. Yeah. Don't have to love everybody, but you should respect everybody. Right. And with that, love you and goodbye.
0: <laughs> Farewell. Thanks. Tune in next week. Where we talk
1: about something probably, but hopefully less graphic and violent. <laughs> yes. Okay. Peace out. It's the-